is upon further review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp to break down last week's game. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Without further ado, it's upon further review. Well, we got some points to make on this one, or some points to replay, I should say. There were actually some important reviews in this one. It was the highest scoring game in South Florida football history. Unfortunately, the Memphis Tigers had a few more points than the Bulls. who put up a half hundred themselves, but the final score was 59-50. to 50. You knew going in that it was probably going to be a high-scoring game, and sometimes you're right. Jim Lauk, you were there. Beautiful day in Memphis, and we knew this was going to be a big challenge for South Florida. Memphis has had a long run of very good football. They're bowl eligible again this year. Tenth year in a row, one of only 12 teams in the country that can make that claim. And they just have so many veterans, so much experience everywhere you look, both sides of the ball. And some of their stats kind of bear out the fact that they have guys that have been there before and just don't make a lot of mistakes. They were hitting over 90% scoring success once they got into the red zone and they win a lot of close games both at home and on the road. Just the prior week they had beaten North Texas on the road 45-42 to in overtime. So you knew if this one went down to the wire Memphis was going to be a tough team to handle down the stretch. We also thought it might be a high scoring game turns out we probably undersold that a little bit but both of these teams had very effective offenses and defenses that were prone to giving up a lot of points perfect weather conditions sunny skies great day to throw the football if you wanted to and both teams certainly took advantage of that Once again, the Bulls wound up not winning the toss. It's becoming a long streak of not getting the toss at the beginning of the game. But this time, Memphis elected to run their offense out on the field, and why not? And that turned out to be the beginnings of a very, very high-scoring game. You, Sam Barrington, and Joey Johnston had a lot of action to call right from the get-go. Unfortunately, the very beginning of the action was all in favor of Memphis, including a wild play that helped get the Bulls in a two-score hole, which is seemingly the way they operate more often than not. Of course, that's not their preferred MO, as we know they would come back from it. But in the first quarter, mostly Memphis. Here are some extended highlights as we bring you right here on Upon Further Review. And again, we'll throw again. Flares it out to the right, caught, and getting past the defense down the sideline and stepping out of bounds at around midfield, goes for 26 yards right at the 50, first and 10. Hennigan rolls left, throws, finds Blankemsee wide open, and he'll get down inside the 35, and they flip it out to Taylor, who came across the field, makes the catch, gets through the secondary, and gets inside the five, They go with an eye formation on first and goal from the four and keeping it rolling out to the right and running it into the end zone is Seth Hennigan. Everybody went left, Hennigan went right, and there was nobody to stop him. Touchdown Memphis. Yeah, a lot of misdirection plays and getting USF to expand their defense and making them run lateral. Memphis is going to make USF be disciplined and utilize their eyes today 
They didn't do anything complicated that last drive. And Brown has the ball slip out of his hands. Let's see if that's a pass or a fumble. It's a live ball right now, and they bring it down inside the five. Recovered by the defense. Then look at this. I saw a pass all the way. Uh, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me in real time that that, that might be a fumble until the defender got the ball and was ru uh, running it back. After further review, the ruling on the field stands. First down, Memphis. Oh boy, Hennigan throws, hits the tight end, and that's a touchdown. Just like that, it's 13 to nothing. Brendan Doyle has only caught two passes all year. They've both been for touchdowns. And that's one of them right there, 13 to nothing with a kick coming. Atkins comes in motion. They'll flare it out to him, makes the catch behind the line of scrimmage, gets through the defense, and gets out of bounds out beyond the 45-yard line. So Sean Atkins, who is chasing the all-time record for season receptions, picks up his first of the day. It goes for 20. Brown to throw. Can't find anything, now rolling out, gets the far sideline, 40, 30, and gets hit late out of bounds at the 25, and flags fly. The Bulls are going to have a first down deep in Memphis territory. Here comes pressure. He dumps it off. It's Weston Wolf. He weaves his way upfield to the 15, to the 10, and down near the seven-yard line. Here's Watson on the carry, and he's going to be wrapped up behind the line of scrimmage. Rashad Cheney led the charge. First carry by a Memphis running back today, and it goes for a loss of two. It's third down and nine. So far, they're showing a little attitude now that they're actually slowing down enough to get involved in the game. Third down and nine, Hennigan to throw. Middle of the field, caught deep in South Florida territory. Demir Blankemsee all the way to the 15 of the Bulls. That's a 41-yard play. They mark it on the 13. Second down and goal. Hennigan keeps, tosses, caught, touchdown. It's Doyle again. His third catch of the season, his second of the day, all for touchdowns. It's 20-7. to seven. I, and I think Jim is the same way, like to harp on the positives whenever possible. Of course, we're not going to ignore the downsides. And another 14-point hole early on was an obvious downside on the road. Happened at UAB, happened at Navy against UAB. The margin kept growing against Navy. It stayed there, and the Bulls got it back pretty quickly. In this game, they would be down 14 at the end of the quarter, but there was certainly a positive in there. I loved the appearance of Izzy Carter. don't think it was a coincidence that this was the with four games left on the schedule game because that, of course, four games is the maximum you can play in a year and still maintain your redshirt for the next season. Izzy Carter is a big-time heralded freshman out of the Los Angeles area. Bulls would actually get to the 36-yard line near the end of the first quarter, but that drive stalled out, and the first play of the next drive, in other words, the end of the third quarter, was a 25-yard completion. So Memphis up 21-7, and with the ball around midfield to start the second quarter, and honestly, kind of felt, especially the way Memphis can put up points, that it might be teetering. But the second quarter would go a lot more in the Bulls' favor, from beginning to end, yes, there were a couple of touchdowns by the Tigers in there, but the Bulls had plenty in response. Here are your extended second quarter highlights, including a great line by Sam Barrington after the first touchdown you're going to hear by the Bulls. 
Third down and eight, pressure coming. He unloads and it's incomplete at the eight yard line. Crowd looking for a flag, but there's not one coming. Braxton Clark had the defense on Toski Dove and it's fourth down and the field goal unit is coming out. Yeah, I definitely didn't see any potential for a flag there, obviously. Memphis is at home, so their crowd's going to get into it. I thought that was a very competitive one-on-one matchup that USF just came out as the victor. Tanner Gillis is four for four this year. Memphis changed field goal kickers a couple of weeks ago, and this one is wide left, no good. Memphis held off the scoreboard for the first time today. Second down and nine coming up, 9.40 to go first half. And the Bulls on the move here, trailing 21 to seven. Brown to throw toward the end zone. He's got Simmons caught, touchdown. That's six for the Bulls. Byron Brown, 29 yards to Naeem Simmons, and the Bulls are right back in this thing. (laughs) Hey, Jim, that ball has some sex appeal. It was a pretty thrown, (laughs) that was a beautifully thrown ball now. I mean, it, it floated up there nice, and he beat that receiver. He beat him badly in a one-on-one matchup on the left side of the field and just kind of beat him there in the seam and got to his outside stem, and it was all she wrote there. Another beautiful drive by this USF offense, giving Memphis a run for their money on defense now. Now he's ready to go. Straight drop, looking, throws over the middle, caught the ball, jarred loose, and it'll be incomplete. Tried to get it to the tight end, Doyle, who has those two touchdown receptions. And the Bulls right there to jolt that ball away. I think that was Will Jones coming in making that play. Yeah, that was Will Jones who played a lot bigger on that play than he actually is. Free snap penalty is going to be on the Bulls. Hennigan with a free one. He throws it downfield and another flag comes down. There's going to be multiple flags here. Ball moves to the 24 of the Bulls, first and 10. Second and 10 from the 10. Loaded up on the right side for Memphis. And Hennigan looking toward the end zone, unloads, got a man, caught, touchdown. The onslaught continues for the Memphis Tigers, their fourth touchdown of the first half. Four wide receivers running back left side on first down. Here's a little pitch, and coming around from the left is Jaden Alexis. That'll be a pickup of about seven on the play, and we'll have to see the number on that. That may be a different number. Here's a throw downfield. It's caught by Naeem Simmons. Simmons gets down inside the 40. Brown hits Simmons for 44 yards. Here's Brown to throw. Long down the center of the field. He's got Michael Brown Stevens, and he's inside the five-yard line. Down at the two, first and goal, South Florida. Oh, the Bulls race it downfield, 28 yards on that play. It's first and goal. Handoff, it's right up the middle, and that is a touchdown. Naquan Wright from one yard out, and the Bulls get that score back in a hurry. Sixth rushing touchdown of the year for Wright, and it's 28-20 to with the kick coming. Now everybody's always looking forward to what a team looks like coming out of the bye week. 
This is the best offensive performance. Although you've seen great ones by this offense, this is the best offensive performance that you've consistently seen USF display in a half. Extra point is good. We have confirmed that that was Israel Carter on that carry. So the freshman quarterback making his very first USF appearance with a running play and getting seven yards. First and 10 from the South Florida 18, Hennigan. Under pressure, dumps it off, it's caught, and Rock Taylor will run it into the end zone for a Memphis touchdown. Another near sack by the Bulls, but Hennigan escapes and throws his fourth touchdown pass of the first half. Fourth and eight from the Memphis 44, Reed Bauer is the punter. And Sean Atkins is deep, and the Bulls blocked the punt. Matthew Hill blocked it. The ball's just spinning on the ground. T-Max Simpson finally grabs it. He runs it down to the nine-yard. How about that? A blocked punt by the Bulls, and then that ball just wound up on the turf, spinning like crazy with nobody near it. Finally, T-Max Simpson picked it up and ran it down to the nine-yard line, and the Bulls have 34 seconds to work with here before halftime. What a big play. And, and you said it, right? The defense needed to make a play. Nobody spoke about special teams and the opportunity they have to actually, you know, get USF a, a, an extra possession, and it happened at the best time. Now USF is knocking on the end zone. Two timeouts to work with if they need them. Bulls are gonna get big here, two tight ends. Right is the running back, Byron Brown is gonna line up over center. Bulls are loaded on the left side. They fake the pitch, Brown rolls to the right, throws to the left, and hits the tight end, Jason Littlejohn. Touchdown, South Florida. <laughs> how about how about Coach Goalies giving Memphis a little bit of giving Memphis a little bit of their own medicine. That was the exact same play that Memphis had success on earlier in the game, but instead their quarterback just ran it in the end zone. Byron Brown had Little John in the back of the end zone wide open and just tossed it to him. This offense is open on full display and is proudly representing <laughs> Tampa. So it's a close game at the break, but the, the thing you're concerned about, obviously, is something that we've talked about so often during this year. Those periods of time during a game where the lights just go out for South Florida and they wind up getting down by multiple scores. This is a team that has a terrific and productive offense. They can come from behind, and they've done so many times. Rice and UConn come to mind as two prime examples. But you can't do it every week. As Alex Golish told us during the week, it's a hard place to live when you're always down double digits and trying to come back. That's what happened to the Bulls early in this half immediate drive down the field for Memphis on their first possession, and then the big turnover. And again, this was a tough play for us to see a little bit because we couldn't see replays. Memphis Broadcast Booth is one of the few places we go that doesn't have a TV monitor in the booth. But obviously, we saw the Byram Brown play in real time, and we were kind of unanimous that we thought it was a pass. I kept waiting for the whistle to be blown as that play continued, but obviously they ruled it a fumble. It went to replay, 
it's hard to get reversals, especially when you're on the road. But that turned out to be a really critical play as Memphis punched it in right away after that play. And all of a sudden, it's 14 to nothing, and the Bulls are right back in a similar place that they've been so often this year. Still some great offensive production, though. And I thought the line of the day on the broadcast was Joey Johnston saying, just one stop. You stop somebody once, you can win the game. That's how college football is now. And we all kind of laughed at it, but as this game unfolded, we realized he was exactly right. So a ton of points on the scoreboard as we go to halftime, but the Bulls very much in it. They get the ball back to start the third quarter, and uh, there's actually quite a bit of optimism along the Bulls' sideline here that they could pull off this upset on the road against Memphis. And I'll be honest, I thought Joey was overdoing the whole theme of and he talked to Sam in our pregame segment called what is Sam thinking I know they love doing that segment and his point was hey you know these days Sam getting two stops in a game is a good performance and obviously we'll ask Iowa about that you can have more than two stops but in this day just a couple here and there is what you needed well the Bulls actually came up with a few in the second half but the offense after completing the comeback, did not take advantage of any of those opportunities. Lots of thrills to take the lead, but then lots of fizzles, unfortunately, and, of course, crediting the other team. As Jim talked about in the open, this is a team that had just the week before against North Texas seen a 31-10 lead on the road go away in the final minute and had no issues going down the field 5-for-5 with Seth Hennigan for 76 yards. So you knew they'd have a response. Y'all probably didn't know that the backup quarterback would complete a play that was completely pivotal. But first, the Bulls would take the lead. Here are your full second half highlights as called by Jim, Sam, and Joey. After the penalty, first and goal at the nine. Here's the toss to the end zone. Caught Jaden Alexis. Fourth passing touchdown for Byron Brown and Jaden Alexis with a big catch for South Florida. It's his first USF touchdown. When you take a look at how both of these offenses have played today. Yeah, Memphis has more yards, but USF has just been consistently across the line, the more impressive, the more imposing offensive unit. Memphis has no answers for what USF is doing on offense today. The extra point is good, and the Bulls are all the way back. 11.53 to go, third quarter, 35 to 35. Memphis needs the Bulls 18-yard line here. Long snap count for Hennigan. Now he's got the ball. Short drop. Looking, looking, getting chased, and he will be dumped by Schuler and Mike Williams at the 30-yard line. That's the first sack of the day for the Bulls. It's a two-yard loss. It's fourth and 12. You know, and I, as I'm walking, watching this quarterback walk off the field, he's He's kind of nursing that left arm, Jim, and it looks like he might be holding his wrist. This is from the near hash mark, 47 yards. It's climbing, it's climbing, and he got it. So that's a big kick for the redshirt junior, Tanner Gillis, and that puts Memphis back ahead. It's 38-35, to 35. first and 10 on the 25-yard line. Three wide receivers. 
Quarterback draw, picks his way forward, gets into the secondary, breaks a tackle, spins, gets into Memphis territory to the 47-yard line of the Tigers, and a first down. That's 28 yards for Brown. He dumps it off here to Joyner. Joyner makes the catch at the 40, fights his way to the 30. He's got a first down, and the Bulls will move the chains with a 15-yard screen pass. Brown looking to throw, flushed out of the pocket, rolls to the right. Now he throws, it's Atkins, and he's got the catch at around the 10-yard line. They're going to give him the nine. It's a first and goal for South Florida. Atkins is such an amazing story, actually being considered as one of the best players in the country to start his career as a walk-on, and I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan of this guy. First and goal from the nine. Here's Joyner, tries the right side. He gets into the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. The Bulls take their first lead of the day. Kelly Joyner from nine yards out, and South Florida leads Memphis. Welcome back to this field, young man. He's been a player that this this fan base has always been excited about. And he's just sustained so many injuries here over the past few years. But I tell you what, when he's healthy and when he's on that field, he's an electrifying player. That run was a very confident run. And hopefully it's one of those plays that gives him the confidence to continue to add to this stable of running backs. Great drive again. I feel like a robot, a repetitive robot, saying the same thing time after time about this offense. Great job. Seven plays, 75 yards, two minutes and 12 seconds. We've said numbers like that quite a bit in this game as well. 6.53 to go in the third quarter. And the Bulls lead Memphis, 42-38. to 38. 35 passes, 17 runs so far for Memphis. But here's a run that breaks big. It is Watson. He gets through the left side, and he goes all the way into the end zone for a 34-yard touchdown. Just like that, the lead goes back to Memphis as the Tigers score from 34 yards out. Brown has it. Looking to throw, takes a shot at the end zone for Jaden Alexis, and it's intercepted in the end zone. Picked off by Memphis, Simeon Blair. Bulls were looking for a flag, and Alex Golish is getting heated up on the sideline. He thought Alexis was grabbed, and that's what led to the interception. Brown to throw, a shot at the end zone, into double coverage, incomplete. Trying to get it to Chaffray Brown right at the goal line, and it falls incomplete, second and ten. You know, that was a very risky throw, but I'm not mad at it, Jim, because, you know, you have to give your receivers an opportunity to make plays, and it was right where it needed to be, and it would have took a phenomenal effort for Chaffray Brown to pull that one in. Just glad it wasn't intercepted. Here's Brown, and he is going to be corralled and thrown for a loss back on the 34-yard line. He was rolling to the left. Naquan Wright was there with him, but it really wasn't a situation where he could have pitched it, so he tried to turn it back, and he lost a full four yards. Wide receiver in motion. They snap in time, and Carter's going to throw, and he's got a man far sideline. Rock Taylor gets by a tackler, and he's going to go all the way. The backup quarterback comes in and throws an 85-yard touchdown pass, his first collegiate touchdown pass. 
It's 51 to 42. Fourth down and 10. Brown to throw. Pressure again. Rolls out. Going to run. Far sideline gets belted out of bounds at the 45, but there's no flag. Bulls bench is upset with that as Brown took a big hit at the end of that play, but if there is a flag, I can't see it from here. I think it's going to be Memphis football. Fourth and one from the South Florida four. Memphis offense still on the field. Carter keeps it, breaks a tackle in the backfield, but he will be stopped short. Here's Brown to throw. And it's broken up. And again, the Bulls turn it over on downs. It's Memphis ball with 4.11 to go. Carter with a long snap count now hands it off. And here's a run on the right side. And that's going to result in a touchdown. And the Bulls now have a really tough road ahead. Here's Michael Dukes with the carry. He's got the first down and more. Breaking tackles to the 20, to the 10, and finally knocked out of bounds at the 8-yard line. Good tough run by Michael Dukes covering 30 yards, and the Bulls will have a first and goal. Right back to the line of scrimmage. Brown throwing for the end zone. Caught touchdown. Chaffre Brown catches the fifth touchdown pass of the day for Byron Brown. It's 59 to 48 with 55 seconds to go. Bulls will go for two here. Ironically, the Bulls have now outgained Memphis 583 yards to 565. I'm not sure we've ever had a game where both teams finished in the 50s. That'll be the case if the Bulls can convert this two-point conversion attempt here. Brown will keep, now throws, and it is caught by Michael Brown-Stevens. It's 59-50. to The highest scoring game in South Florida football history, the 59 points, the most the Bulls have ever given up in a single game. Many, many big plays in the second half, as you can imagine, and the Bulls never stopped battling, but I thought the really key moment was that uh, Tevin Carter touchdown pass. The backup quarterback had never thrown a touchdown pass in his college career, and he comes in and hits an 85-yarder after Seth Hannigan went out with injury. Psychologically, that's tough to deal with. You know, the backup quarterback comes in. You think they're going to be conservative. You think you've got an advantage because the number one guy is out and Carter promptly throws the big touchdown pass. It was just a little hitch pattern and there was a missed tackle a lot of yards after the catch but bottom line 85 yard play it put the Bulls back down double digits and this time they just flat out ran out of time trying to come back once again against Memphis. So no surprise that it was a high scoring game or that both defenses struggled Boy, the Bulls' offense was really, really inventive. Nine more catches for Sean Atkins. Running game, not bad, especially Byron Brown, who put up huge numbers. Five touchdown passes. That's only been done once in South Florida history by Markwell Blackwell all the way back in 2002. And if that's not enough, Brown also ran for 100 yards, so another huge game for him. But... Two key turnovers, the interception in the end zone and, of course, that critical play in the first half that was ruled a fumble we thought should have been an incomplete pass, but those two plays really made a big, big difference in this game. 
So back home on Saturday, Temple Owls coming to town. Bulls are 4-5. and five. They have a great opportunity to get to a bowl game. That hasn't changed. But it's interesting, when you look at the last three games of the schedule, you have to think that Temple and Charlotte are probably the best opportunities to get to six wins, being home games. Temple and Charlotte, though, are both coming off wins. They both won on Saturday. Charlotte went to overtime on the road against Tulsa and won, and Temple knocked off Navy. So these two games at home are not gimmies by any stretch of the imagination, but the Bulls will need them both. Otherwise, they're going to need to get a win on the road on that Friday night game, Texas-San Antonio. So a lot of great football coming up. It was fun in Memphis. It was wildly exciting, but the Bulls just unable to make enough defensive stops to come up with the upset over Memphis. And really appreciate all your insight, especially from you being there. Memphis still can't believe that they don't have a replay monitor in the booth there. And for those who don't know, he didn't complain at all during the broadcast or during this program, but way too high up for a normal football play-by-play broadcaster to be able to call the action and not have a replay monitor in your booth. And yet, if you were listening on Saturday, this guys did a great job. Really appreciate, again, you taking us through what it was like to be there. I'll be there with you alongside our whole crew for this week's game. We'll be on the air at 10 a.m. Glad to be at Raymond James Stadium for the Bulls and the Temple Owls. And whatever happens, you'll catch the highlights on this space upon further review next week. For Jim Lauk, I am Derek Sharp. Thanks for listening.